You are listening to College Success Habits with Jesse Mogul, episode 155. Let's get to the show. Oh, this show's the best. The best show. Best show. Best show ever. Welcome to the College Success Habits Podcast. Do you want to triumph through school and have a little fun along the way? Learn habits to help you attain better productivity and hacks to help you slide through classes at any age. Here's your host, college circuit speaker, Jesse Mogul. Welcome back to College Success Habits. I am your host, Jesse Mogul, and as always, I am, it's an honor and a privilege to have you here for another episode. Okay. So we've talked about setting standards. We've talked about how those are in relation to your goals. I've given you nine steps to setting higher standards based off some excerpts from the book by Ed Millett, The Power of One More. And last week we discovered, or discovered, well, maybe for some of you, you did discover, but we definitely discussed morals and ethics. And as a quick review of morals and ethics, ethics are the guiding principles which help the individual or group decide what is good or bad. Right? Whereas morals are the beliefs of the individual or group as to what is right or wrong, right? So it's these guiding principles for the organization is ethics, whereas the morals are these beliefs of the individual about what is right or wrong. It's really fun to dive into that because so much about yourself can be uncovered and discovered when you dive into ethics and morals. So what is ethics and morals, right? your, Your ethics can be a response to a specific situation, whereas the morals are, it's these principles of right and wrong, right? And, you know, ethics means character, whereas moral, which means a custom. Um, also it's governed by the ethics are governed by your individual legal or professional norms, right? And these morals are very much based, uh, and supplanted as social and cultural norms that you then take on as your own, right? So ethics are about the organization, right? This, they're about social and cultural norms that everybody has agreed on as part of it. Whereas your morals become these ethics that you've taken on as your own. That's the easiest way to explain it. Society has these norms, you know, these rules, right? But they don't have to be yours until you take them on. And when you do take them on, they become then your morals, right? And that's the most cool way. Um, you know, where ethics both are about right and wrong, uh, ethics and morals are both about right and wrong, it's very much, again, the ethics is this whole society, it's the business, it's the organization, and they come up with their rules, and then what you take on as your own becomes the morals. Um Right, you can definitely believe that ethics are going to be uh, very uniform across. You know, it's like you can go you know, to Georgia all the way to Montana, right? And there's the ethical behavior of the United States as a whole. There is these things that we have agreed on, right? It's sort of like like shaking hands, like an ethical behavior in the United States. Um, maybe pre-pandemic, shake hands. Um, whereas ethical behavior in other is to uh, other civilizations, other societies, is to uh, provide people personal space and to not invade it. And you know that might be like in India. I do not believe that they shake hands, um, but definitely like in the Middle East, men will walk down the street holding hands. That would definitely be something that would be looked at sideways here in the United States, even though in. Middle East, it is by no means at all seen as uh, any kind of sexual orientation uh, amplification. It is just, that's something that people do. Uh, not seen, not the same way here at all, right? Ethical behavior. 
Whereas, you know, morally, you might say, hey, I'll hold anybody's hand I want to because I believe in connection. That's a moral I care about. Whereas the ethical decisions made by society might be like, you can have connection with people, but if you do that, you are telling us that your moral behavior is this, and that might be going against the ethical decisions of the society as a whole. Boy, oh boy, are we not noticing how much of the moral versus ethic battle we're having within politics, social justice issues. This is where you see morals and ethics playing out on a very grand scale. Right, And I make no judgments on anybody's life. I've Trust me, I have shamed and myself and guilted myself enough about how I was for the last 20 years before I got sober. I have zero space to judge anyone else, and I have no energy to be obsessed about somebody else's life to the point where I'm going to get on and start talking smack about them, let alone on a microphone. Right At some point, you just got to realize people are going to live their life. And this is a perfect segue for beliefs and opinions. You are going to have your beliefs and you're going to have your opinions. And understanding the difference between the two and negotiating between those is going to be imperative just for your own your own mental health. Because not everyone's going to see the world that you, the way that you do. And are you going to want to plant your flag on every single hill you have about something that you believe in or you have an opinion about Are there going to be certain things that you just say, hey, it's cool, man. Let's all have our own ideas around this. I'm cool with yours. You're cool with mine. Awesome. Let's get back to the game. So why is understanding beliefs and opinions so important? Is a lot of the times when we start getting into these battles over a disagreement, it can be something that we don't really even care that much about. But for some reason, our ego gets involved. And next thing you know, you're having a massive disagreement with your best friend over which condiments better, ketchup or mustard. Like seriously, is that the hill you're ready to die on? You're going to plant your flag on that hill. You're going to defend the ketchup is the best comment, comment, condiment or, you know, debate so much to the point that you cause this humongous rift with somebody that you care about. So whenever you start to find yourself Um, sharing things about yourself, you know, your morals, your ethics, your life, your beliefs, your opinions, it's going to be very awesome for you to know, okay, this isn't a belief. This is just an opinion I have. It's not that big of a deal versus, okay, this is something I care greatly about, but I can also allow somebody else to have a different belief. I once heard somebody call beliefs strongly held opinions are, are, are strong opinions loosely held. And so let's let's discuss that for a moment. Strong opinions loosely held. Opinions are something that you have a thought around, you have a care about, but it's not something that you are, again, going to die on the hill for. I, I absolutely think ketchup is an amazing condiment. I also think mustard is too. And push comes to shove, I'm going to choose ketchup, but it's not going to be without some disappointment that I can no longer have mustard. An opinion, you might have an opinion on a sports team. Right In the United States, we have very strong opinions about our college football team. If you went to a school that had a really good college football program. That being said, I'm not pulling a crowbar out of my trunk and beating the hell out of somebody because they told me that they are, you know, they're, they're roll tied and I'm go Gators. Like, okay, I care about my school, but not enough to maim somebody and possibly go to prison over. In Los Angeles, Giants fans and Dodgers fans would get into fights in the parking lot and somebody would end up in a coma. Are seriously? Like, 
I get that we had different opinions on who the better baseball team is, and maybe somebody drank a few too many beers, but do you really want your entire life changed because of a doubleheader on a Saturday afternoon? Whereas you might see some of these hooligans over in in Europe who, you know, especially with the English Premier League, uh, definitely in the United Kingdom, they care about their, their footy a lot. Footy is what they, they call soccer, and soccer is called football everywhere else in the world but here in the United States. And since I have international people, I just wanted you to know, I know the difference. <laughs> football is soccer everywhere but in the United States, where soccer is soccer and football is football. And for those of you who did not know there was a difference, I would have to ask you, what rock have you been living under? At least at some point, you had to have watched the Olympics or the World Cup. But when you think about hooligans, then you definitely know about, you know, movies have talked about them. You've heard about those people who care about their local you know, uh, football clubs so much. They get drunk and they go out and they get in huge fights. Their belief system around that, what that soccer, what that football team represents is so embedded in their city, in their love for themselves, in their love for their community, right? It's not just to them a a football club. It is literally an extension of who they are as a human being. Their belief system around what that football team represents is so deeply ingrained, they will die on the hill for it. Whereas, I love me some Denver Broncos, but I am not throwing a fist at an Oakland Raider fan. I have zero interest in defending the Denver Broncos against a Raiders fan to the point where I might actually have to ice my hand down after going to a sports bar. So when you think about these opinions, right, it it can be, again, it's these strong opinions loosely held. You can have an opinion about something, but generally, if you have a good opinion about something, you won't necessarily want to get into a fight or yell and scream if somebody disagrees with your opinion, right? You know, Gators versus Roll Tide, whatever, okay? It, it, Saban's the best coach of all time. <laughs> no shit, Sherlock. Like, there's some pretty obvious things whenever you start talking about certain things. Right? It's like, I can have my opinion. Right? I have my opinion that I enjoy warm weather. Other people have their opinion that they enjoy cold weather. But it's just an opinion. No one's going to freak out over it. Now, belief, on the other hand, beliefs often come from religion. Whether, whether you're into religion or not into religion, at some point, inter- religion has been introduced to you. And there's a belief system at a young age that gets ingrained into the children's heads. And right, we, we hear a lot about, well, this is what I believe. I believe in Jesus, or I believe in God, or I believe in this book, I believe. So the word believe, right, it, it, it has a very strong connotation. You'll hear people say, I believe in yourself. Right? Believe, believe, believe. Well, from believe comes belief. And when it comes to something about yourself, beliefs, these in, in, in NLP, for which I'm a master practitioner and a coach and I teach and everything, we talk a lot about limiting beliefs. These beliefs you have about yourself that limit you. And these beliefs you have about yourself that limit you come from your identity statements. I am a loser. I am worthless. I am not smart. I am not successful. When you repeat these I am statements to you, I am is your identity. Whatever you say after I am is an identity statement. And these identity statements are anchored into your belief system about yourself. So when you go to make changes for yourself, about yourself, shifting these identity statements 
And I don't expect people to go from I am worthless to I am very, very valuable. But if you can go from I am worthless to I have worth, right? It'd be like asking somebody who's obese to go from I hate my body to I love my body. That's too big of a leap. It's like trying to jump the Grand Canyon. Even Evil Knievel didn't necessarily pull that off very well, right? But if you can go from somebody who is, you know, I hate my body to I can look at my body in the mirror, that is a huge leap. And it might take 50 of those little tiny leaps, right? Those little, those little hops, one small step for, you know, one small step for the person's ego, one giant leap for their overall belief system about themselves, when you can take these tiny little steps, right, that's, again, going back to standards. If you set standards that help you achieve your goals, right, and so if you are obese and you want to get back down to, let's say, your, your high school weight or your college weight, if you set these standards right, and you follow them each and every day, reaching that bar of behavior and raising it as you see fit when it gets too easy so it stays challenging, you can go about a belief system that I am worthless to I have worth. And all of these episodes are working in conjunction now, okay? The moral rules you'll follow for yourself, the standards you set for yourself, the goals that you believe you can achieve. A lot of people set goals that are outlandish without any proof that they've ever done anything close to that. And I absolutely believe in setting crazy awesome goals for yourself. But then also reel it in a little bit and say, okay, well, what would be some of the smaller goals I would need to achieve in order to reach this grandiose goal? I want to make $10 million a year when you're in college working at the cafeteria, barely making 15000 a year. It's a huge leap. Your education will give you some justification for making that kind of statement of making $10 million a year. But as you, each semester is an opportunity, well, this class is important to my overall career because these are the five things I'll learn and these are the five ways I'll use it when I get out into the world, into the workforce. So I'm going to have a strong value attached to this class because I see the value it will bring to my overall life goals of making $10 million a year. And you can have these beliefs wrapped up around how important this class is by finding the identity statement that it'll help confirm within yourself. I am a person who will make $10 million a year. I am a person who will, who is going to be financially stable. Hell, I am a person currently working toward financial stability in my life. That becomes an identity statement you have, and it gets locked into your beliefs, and your beliefs are confirmed by you seeking to achieve your standards each and every day. If you believe that you're a Catholic and you have a strong belief in the Catholic religion and each day you set standards to prove that to yourself, to reach this goal of being a good Catholic, right? I mean, I go back to religion because so much about religion is based in beliefs, but now you're starting to see how this circle works. And you can be a loving boyfriend or girlfriend, or you can be a loving partner, and you can believe that you are a loving partner by setting standards each and every day of, of proving to yourself of a bar you reach in order to lock in that belief. Now, I'll finish up on this. One of the problems with beliefs is that people will hold on to them so tightly that they will absolutely die on the hill for it. Politics, social justice, religion, these are just a few. Uh, any of the social justice issues, 
whether it be the you know the the police reform, whether it be you know um, ethnicities, whether it be race based, sexuality based, gender based, age based, people have a very strong belief systems around what it means to be uh, pro-choice versus pro-birth. People have very, very strong belief systems around that, locked into morals and ethics and religion, right? And that's why you see people freaking go nuts on each other over these topics, because they honestly believe if the other side wins, it'll be toxic for society. Society will begin to degenerate and degradate back to whatever they thought it was 10,000 years ago. That's why people get so fervent over these topics in politics, social justice, and religion. Because they honestly believe in their heart of hearts that if the other side wins, it will destroy society at its core. I tell you this because you are in a place where other people's ideas and beliefs and values and morals and ethics could go against yours. Very well, you will find somebody at some point who has a different opinion or belief or value or moral or ethical code than you. That's an opportunity to ask them questions and get curious about their life and dive into what have they experienced in their life that has created this version of a human standing in front of you right now. If you immediately go on the attack without asking them any questions, without finding any background, without doing any kind of self-discovery, without doing any general curiosity-based, you know, questions and, 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 and conversations with them, you are taking what you believe and you are thrusting it in their face. And you are saying, I am right and you are wrong. And from zero years old to 9,000 years old, if we ever live that long, no human wants to be told to their face that they are wrong, 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 wrong. It's one thing to tell somebody it's 2 p.m. when it's really 3 p.m. and just misread your watch. It is a completely different story when you start attacking somebody's core belief systems and their values and their identity statements without having done any background on who they are, without sitting down and having a calm, rational conversation. You may not go to the University of Florida and have 50,000 undergrad and 20,000, you know, uh, masters and PhD people on campus and all these international students. You might be going to somewhere in the middle of South Dakota where everyone looks exactly like you and talks exactly like you, right? That might be a thing. Even in South Dakota, I have to assume that they're going to have some level of international students and immediately judging them based on where they're from or how they look or what they eat or whatever else and thinking that your way is the only way shuts down connection. You are in college. This is where the civil rights movement took took hold. This is where the this is where the, you look back at the Vietnam War and Kent State and those you know four dead in Ohio song. I mean this is where people fucking sat down and in the process took a stand. It is time that the institution of college is taken back by the student. This is definitely not a call for mischievous behavior. This is a call for thought-provoking questions, lovingly centered communication experiences, and an opportunity to connect. I am appalled when I hear about how university systems seem to be trying to separate the people who are very much the most in need of the connection. 
Since the dawn of time when universities were first created, it was a place for people to stretch their minds, to embrace imagination, to expand their creativity, to be something beyond who they ever thought they could be. Do not be a person who tries to um, purposely ostracize others, um, purposely tries to segregate yourself from other people with differing opinions. If somebody says something that goes against your belief, if it goes against your values, talk to them, meet them, communicate with them. Somewhere out there, you will be able to find common ground. They do not have to love your God. They do not have to love your your way you eat. They do not have to love your skin color. They do not have to love your background. They do not have to believe in the social justice issues that you believe in for them to have just as much right to exist on this planet as you do. People locking into their beliefs and, and, and refusing to allow anybody else a differing opinion and you either try to scream over them or completely um, move yourself away from them. Isolating yourself from people with differing opinions isn't any better than screaming at them hoping that they change their minds. It doesn't work on those news shows where you see people just screaming back and forth. I swear they just do it for ratings. It doesn't work there. It's not going to work in your life. Why segregate yourself from other people who are different when the opportunity to merge and unite? Because in the end, we're all humans, and we want certainty. We want, some, we want some variety. We want love and connection. We want significance. We want contribution. We want personal growth. Some people more than others on all six of those, but at our core of core, at our hearts of hearts, this is our why. This is our motivation. Your belief system is not the standard for the rest of the world. It is not the bar for which everyone needs to wake up this morning and try to achieve toward. Each and every person can have their own way of living their life. And it might, it might go against a lot of things that you stand for. But there's a reason that they believe the way they believe, and there's a reason that you believe the way that you believe. And you want the right to believe the way you want to believe. So why does it seem okay to try to take away the, their right to believe the way they want to believe? I, this is not meant to be soapboxy. This is meant to be motivational and inspirational. I will inspire you to feel something strong within yourself that gets you to motivate yourself off your couch, um, off the picnic table in the quad, and has you go over to somebody you would not normally say hello to and say, Hi, my name's Jesse. What's yours? I've noticed you in the quad a lot, and, and I just feel like it'd be really cool to get to know you a little bit. It might seem a little strange at first, but I tell you what, if a million students did that today, the change we would see would reverberate through society for years and years and years. As always, my friends, inclusivity over exclusivity. There's a reason I end the shows by saying that. It's not because I was just looking for a fancy little catchphrase. When we are inclusive, we unite. When we are exclusive, we divide. United we stand and divided we fall regardless of where you are on this planet, if we all just chose to unite, we could rise up against the tyranny and the injustice. I'm telling you, the authorities who we know are not operating with, with strong ethical and moral behaviors and characteristics, they would have no choice but to step aside. 
I hope to God we can do it without guns and violence, but humans have shown very little ability to handle things without some level of violence. Maybe this is the generation that figures that out. All right, my friends, inclusivity over exclusivity, the power of positive energy, release and flow. We will see you next week. Bye-bye. 